0: Welcome to another episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast, where we interview top sellers and sales leaders to learn the different tips, tricks, and mental strategies that they use to create sustainable peak performance. Let's get rolling. Welcome to this week's episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast. Super cool guest, little different uh, background than some of the folks we've had before that I think is going to bring some awesome insight to the community. We've got Carla Fowler, uh, MD and PhD, joining us. She is an elite executive coach after spending some time within the medical world. uh, And for the last decade, she has been a secret weapon for scores of CEOs, entrepreneurs, and other senior leaders Across companies of all sizes. She's got a really unique approach that combines the latest research from performance science with timeless best practices to help top performers level up and achieve goals. For continued listeners of the show, probably no surprise why this is somebody that I think brings some incredible insight for us to think about how do we perform. And so, Carla, we're we're pumped to have you here, but I got to start and understand, what is performance science even?
1: Well, that is a great question, and first, I just I have to say, I am so excited to be on a podcast that is focused on sales and thinking about performance because even though that is not my background, I have firmly believe and tell all my clients like we are all in sales, like if you are selling your ideas, you are promoting yourself like <laughs> I don't care if you don't think you're a salesperson, we are all in sales um but Back to your question. Um, So performance science, here's the way I think about it. Um, It is the multidisciplinary field that has, um, that sort of covers all of the different ideas and science that talk about how as human beings, we do our best work or we produce our best results. Um, It has its origins in athletics. I mean, I think that was one of the first places where we were really, like, measuring performance. Um, but pretty quickly, it kind of merged into areas like, you know, the operating room or the cockpit or the military, right? Like, places where there were very severe consequences. And, um, and then after that, obviously, like, the business world picked it up and said, like, hey, how do we think about What we're doing, how we're doing it, how we think about it, um, and what gives us our best results. Um, And I basically think about it in three parts because people are like, okay, yeah, but like, what (laughs) what is it? Um, And so the way I divide it out for clients to make it easier to think about is um, I think there are a lot of ideas around strategy, right? Like, of all the things you can do to perform at your top level, uh, what are the most important? Um, the few. (laughs) Then the second bucket is really about execution. And so, you know, there are systems, there are tactics, there are efficient and effective ways to do the kinds of things you're trying to do. So that's kind of the second bucket. Um, And then I think the third bucket is all about mindset, which Jordan, I know is like a key piece of your show um, and thinking about that element of it, not just like the sales execution, right? Like you got a lot of training in that early on. That mindset piece is really critical. Like how do you stay confident in the face of like a lot of rejection (laughs) potentially? And um, also, how do you motivate your team? Right? Like how do you help other people do that? Um, How do you see your progress? Anyway, so that's, I think, the third bucket. So that's that's kind of loosely how I think about performance science.
0: Ah, it's really, really cool. And so I am curious then, like, what do most people get wrong about this? You know, I, as you talk to all these different executives, business leaders, yeah. what are some of the mistakes that you see that are super common in that
1: space? That That's a great question. Um, there's there's a, a couple different things. Um, and loosely, they kind of, tie back to then some things that I think are like very helpful, you know, that help with these, but uh, the first piece I think is really um, often if the goal is not clear and particularly as a leader, if what is the goal is not clear, it becomes really challenging for your team to know how to win, um, but also for your team to judge their progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what's the goal, but also like how would we sort of quantitate or think about um, what we're doing to get there um, and if we're making progress. Uh, I think the second is like, I call it the 90, 90, 90. <laughs> and it's that um, it kind of across the board, like, and, and these are not exact persons, but it's like 90% of people don't start. Like they outthink it and then they kind of think themselves into getting stuck and they don't even start. Then of the people who start, you get like 90% don't keep going, right? Mm -hmm. So you make one sales call. That's awesome. You did it. You picked up the phone. But then like, you know, oh, you got to keep making those calls, Um, which by the way, is not easy. Um, So, but you have to keep going. And then third 90 is really about this idea of you got to keep going and then you need to like iterate and improve the loops that you're doing on that, so um, it's not just keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Um, and so, interesting, it's like you know, ninety percent of people like don't do that part. Um, but what's wonderful is when you think about it like that, you're like, okay, I just need I need to start, and then like I just need to keep doing it, and then like it doesn't have to be a big change. But what small thing could I change on this call or? Um, or even what if I had a different set of thoughts before I like picked up the phone or, you know, I, you're an expert on these things because you, you, you do this training for people. But, um, so, uh, last thing I think that is a mistake is often, um, that in terms of designing your process, um, there isn't focus. So Mm. often it's like, oh, I'm going to throw everything I have at this. And a lot of high performing people, this is a success trait that has taken them a very long way. Like outwork everyone, do everything to cover your basis. Um, but that's not very sustainable. (laughs) Number one. Uh, and then number two, sometimes it means like you're over indexing on the wrong thing Mm -hmm. or it can be, um, you know, you're doing everything and you're burning out or, um, Sometimes it's just you keep switching. And so you never give any any of the techniques may have been effective, but you didn't do any one of them long enough to really have it compound and be successful. So I think that's like the third most common mistake. This
0: is this is really interesting. And you, you touch on goals. I, I'm always fascinated how folks think about goals. Uh, You know, you've got this performance science background, medical background, you know, this experience working with executives and leaders, how do you go about creating goals, whether it's for yourself or, you know, when you're co-creating with uh, the folks that you're coaching? Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, uh, as you know, like every person's different. And so one of the challenging things about goals is just that, um, number one, as a coach, uh, it makes no sense for me to come up with your goal for you. Like you can't, you can't tell people what to want. Right. But I think it's really important to spend some time on the, what do you want? And, and there's a couple different layers. You have to kind of peel back in that um, because I think there's like what we think we should want. Right. Is one of the things that sometimes you have to break through um, because it, it, may sound good and you're excited to kind of tell it to all your friends that that's your goal. But but there's a piece of you that's like kind of disconnected to it. And that definitely can create some mindset problems down the road. Um, That's an important piece of it. Um, Kind of really trying to tap into like what thrills or excites someone. Um, Mm. And piece of that I think is actually um, nudging, (laughs) nudging people to think bigger. Uh, Because there's sort of this funny paradox where um, the nice thing about setting a goal you know you can reach is it um, releases you from the discomfort of fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And yet you rob yourself of All of like, uh, whether you want to talk about the adrenaline, the physiology, and also just the like, um, the after effect, if you actually hit the goal, getting to be like, heck, yeah, I did it. And that was hard, right? So both on the front end and on the tail end, you're like depriving yourself of something when you think too small. And that actually sets us up poorly. And this is this funny paradox about setting bigger goals. Um, so that's that's probably one of the number one things I think about with regards to that.
0: It's thanks to help from listeners like you. This podcast can continue to grow and help others. If you found anything helpful in today's episode, please take a second, share with a friend, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast today. Thanks.